I V M. Welcome to the second season of This Round is on Me. Whether it was her transition from TV to cinema or making her mark as a female lead in Bollywood, who carries the weight of a film solely on her shoulders, refusing to just play the token role of the traditional Hindi film heroine, who sings, dances, looks pretty and supports the male lead. Her journey has been nothing short of extraordinary. She has been awarded India's fourth highest civilian honor, the Padma Shri, a national film award, and several film fair awards. She truly is a pioneer. She is Vidya Balan. We'll be back right after this break to chat with her. So Vidya, welcome to this round is on me and uh, thank you so much for making the time to be here today and you know it's great to see you uh, albeit virtually but uh, yet to you know have you on the show and of course to um, see you in in some shape or form so uh, again thank you for being here. Thank you for having me Gauri. Um, um, yes it's wonderful to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's it's been quite a while but uh, I know yeah, I've been like too. I've been chasing you for forever and, <laughs> and honestly you know uh, no so I am truly grateful for you making the time and uh, you know I when we were sort of planning our uh, you know lineup of guests and things and of course we're on hot on the heels of uh, of international women's day and I was literally like I was like we have to start chasing two months ago because I want uh, <laughs> I I that the only person I can think of speaking to is Vidya Balan and um, you oh know, my god you, you really are the mascot for women in Bollywood and you know I I kind of want to sort of uh, dive right into that where um, you know very early on you started doing roles that were in a way you know redefining for the cinema and uh, you were smashing stereotypes you were bending norms uh, that's kind of what we've seen you do throughout a lot of your work and that's what i associate you with you know from dirty picture kahani everything um and you know we all call these movies women centric films uh, i don't know how you think of them but was this a conscious choice for you um you know do you set out to seek such roles or do these roles just find their way to you somehow i think it's a two way street honestly <laughs> because gauri uh, i think it was about 14 years ago when i did a film called ishkia hmm. you know at the time uh, there weren't many films headlined by women and i i know you know i was i was cautioned by a few people saying you know this sounds like a hatke film do you really want to do it you're a, a stream commercial actress and but i said oh my god you know i just done a couple of films that i absolutely didn't believe in and i had got gotten a lot of criticism for them though the films did very well and i was at a juncture in my career where i really have to i either do what i really enjoy or then i don't do it mm. and that was the time when ishkia was offered to me and uh, i did it and i i almost like it had just been 3 years since the beginning of my uh career and films but i almost felt like this was a sort of a rebirth mm. you know i covered purpose as an actor i it was a reminder of why i wanted to be an actor it was so fulfilling and then one thing led to another i think it was um my exasperation with the kind of roles that commercial 
uh, cinema was offering me and the fact that I I I stuck out like a sore thumb you know mm-hmm. because I I was very um everyone has as you know pretty much everyone has said oh you're the unconventional hindi film hero and I don't know about that but I do think that I was a misfit in those films but I wanted to act yeah. and I had to I was I was ready to do everything to make it work for me but all this I'm saying in hindsight honestly mm-hmm. I I think it was just like I I'm someone who believes that you put your desire out into the universe and the universe manifests yeah. your dreams for you and that's exactly what happened so you know Ishkia happened and then I got offered pa and then I got offered no one kill Jessica and then dirty picture and kahani so you know it almost started a kind of it set me on a path maybe unconsciously though i'd say maybe this were choices that subconsciously you know that were guided by my subconscious and it was just so i don't think it was just about choice of course i made those choices but those choices presented themselves to me you sure. know especially after nishkia i think people felt oh you know she can also do this mm. and then after i did pa they thought oh she's fearless because you know people have said these things to me in person so i think slowly they began to realize that i was not just unidimensional yeah because in the initial few films i was just seen as this oh miss goody two shoes and slowly mm. that was being that cloak was Being getting shed. Yeah. it was crum- yeah it was shed it was crumbling and that was a good thing yeah so yes also i have to admit i get restless very easily i get bored very easily so i think to keep myself challenged and interested i look for new things to do yeah you know vidya it's so interesting that you talk about purpose as an actor because intuitively to me you know as an actor because you're playing so many different roles you you know you're in pretend mode one doesn't <laughs> think that purpose you know is important you know for an actor because you of course you pick roles that you feel are interesting and challenging etc but you know i i find that uh, amazing that you use that word because for me as a businesswoman uh, you know we talk a lot about purpose passion perseverance all kind of being so integral to being able to do what we do and in fact the very first episode that i did on this show was about purpose over profit so i i find that really interesting that you know that's what drives you and that's kind of led you to where you are today but i sort of have a follow up question on you know the the roles that started presenting themselves to you and the scripts that started coming you know finding their way to you do you feel that you've you know sort of driven or uh, actually instigated a larger movement towards women centric films and women centric roles because people see that they've been successful there is scope for the, you know moving away from the commercial hero hero in sort of love story traditional love story um you know do you kind of take credit for that as well because that's how i see it but you know how do you feel about the role you've yeah. played <laughs> you know uh, i'd love to take credit for it but i don't think i can very honestly i just think i was at the right place at the right time the film industry was you know hindi films were at a point where they were ready to tell these stories i think also because cinema reflects reality cinema is a reflection of society mm. you know the changes happening around us the fact that you know you had more women saying you know we're going to go after our dreams we're not going to um you know just keep quiet when something wrong happens to us all of this was finding expression in the stories that people were writing right. and then you know it was uh 
encouraging producers and of course very conservatively they were investing in these films but like you've said with successive successes mm. you know people started gaining the confidence to make more of these so called female centric films and you asked me whether you know what i feel about these films being called that and i hope someday we're able to do away with that tag yeah. you know i someday i hope we don't need that qualification of a female centric film you just walk in to watch a film and the hero happens to be a woman yeah you know but yeah that that's how it started and then you know slowly there were more female actors who began to do these kind of films and their films began to see success and then it's just become it, becoming it's more mainstream in a way now yes you yeah. know there are all kinds of stories being yeah. told yeah no absolutely you know, also because i think as people no we're not just seeing women as mothers and wives we're mm. not just we're so much more today we're allowing ourselves absolutely. to be seen as mom so much more you know as women with uh, careers as um, you know in, in various fields as individuals with dreams and desires all of that is what's expressing itself on celluloid yeah no absolutely i mean film is uh, a reflection of life at the end of the day you know your actually the first film that i remember you in is parinita and it's right. amazing because that film you know has the, the title itself is is um, you know a female a uh, a uh, role yeah. a, a character and i still remember actually when i met you at the table i think it was the very first time and i was with my sister and we we were like we were like so sort of in awe and like we were like oh, oh my god celebrity <laughs> struck and then i remember she very boyishly said you know i loved you in parinita because it was just this like gorgeous gorgeous um you know role and and uh, look that you had and i and I really think that that's what kind of launched you right for at least for me uh that's what I'll always sort of associate with seeing you the first time and absolutely and you came from nowhere in the sense that like you know okay I wasn't I I wasn't familiar with the TV shows before that and uh you know for me I was just like oh my god who is this gorgeous woman and I'm kind of the where I'm going with this is that you know nepotism you know has been hotly debated um in, i i'm 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 stirring all the the sort of pot here <laughs> but you know, it has been and uh, and even more so now it's very much at the forefront of you know bollywood um and the general impression is that you know for an outsider without any connections or mentors it's very difficult to survive let alone thrive um how did you make that foray and not just survive but truly thrive in this industry Firstly thank you so much for all the wonderful things you said about Parinita and um I I remember that first meeting with you at the table which happens to be one of Siddharth's and my favorite <laughs> restaurants in the city um I I think uh, you know nepotism is a reality in the sense that every family wants to further its uh, legacy mm. you know would legacy be the right word here yeah you know so I, I think in any that could be in films that could be in business that could be in music um you know i i think this happens quite um, it, it's almost naturally. like naturally you know but um I, i didn't ever think that that could be an impediment for me i i knew that i wanted to be an actor uh when i was 11 years old and of course at that time you know i didn't know how that dream would come true but i held on to that dream 
for many, many years before it actually materialized, but actually not so many, many years because I started acting at the age of 15 and a half. Mm. And, you know, initially my parents um, were very worried because we come from a non-film family. You've heard horror stories and, you know, you imagine the worst. You want to protect your child. And Mm. my mother particularly was very worried. Uh, she would keep telling my father, you know, don't encourage her. And my father would say, because I would keep saying, you know, I want to be an actor. When Ek Do Teen happened, I remember spending hours in front of the mirror, just dancing to Ek Do Teen, wanting to be Junior Madhuri Dikshit. You know, <laughs> that's where the madness really started. And then I would watch performances of actors and then, you know, try to emote the way they did. And I, I had this little act that I would do with my father. He was he was really indulging me. But I think they never thought I would actually pursue it. Right. But um, but you know, I think I, I can't say this enough that when you you just literally put out your dreams and desires into the universe, the universe, you, the universe helps you realize those. And that's what happened because at the age of 15 and a half, out of nowhere, mm. I was at St. Xavier's. I wasn't even in college that day um, when a friend of mine called me and said, you you know, um, they're looking for actors for a television show based in a college campus. And uh, they put up a post. We went to a local photo studio with the best clothes we had, which were actually some shadi (laughs) type clothes. You know, there was a ghagra choli and there was a heavy (laughs) salat kameez and all that. My sister brushed out my hair. She did some makeup on me and she told me how to pose. And I actually did that and got pictures. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And got got the pictures clicked and sent them in. But my sister wrote a bio data for me along with that. I was called for an audition. And out of 900 people who sent in entries, I think there were 150 of us who tested, out of which 30 actually made it to the show. I was one of them. But, you know, uh, the producer, I'll never forget this, Gauri. Uh, but later, you know, once we started shooting and all that, we were just having a chat one day and the producer told me, actually, it wasn't your pictures. It was a bio data that got you. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Because, yeah, but, you know, the pictures were quite horrendous. <laughs> I have to see these now. You have to dig these out. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, I have them, but I, I wouldn't. No, okay, I won't show them to anyone. You, know, you have to. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm completely intrigued. That's, that's a deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that show, nothing happened with that show. We shot for like, I think, eight months. And then it got shelved because the channel we were making it for went mm. fucked. So, you know, I think one thing led to another. So I never had reason to believe that anything could come in the way of me achieving my dreams. Yeah. yeah. So I I think this, you know, nepotism has never bothered me. Mm. You know, I I don't think, I think when it comes to merit, uh, you know, maybe girls and boys who come from film families, they get that first opportunity a little more easier. Maybe Mm. they're groomed better. They just come in more prepared. But, you know, eventually it is how good you are. It is your method as an actor that would see you through, you know, either as an actor, whatever it is, you know, you could have, because people have different strengths, right? Whatever catapults you into that stardom. I think the X factor is, it's there. 
Yeah, I and think I think it's more about like, you know, that ability to get your foot in the door. I mean, you hear all these stories about, you know, people coming to Bombay with this big Bollywood dream. And, you know, you you hear about sort of models and actors. And I have no idea how sort of it all happens, but it just seems very sort of cutthroat and hard. And, you know, but and, and, I, and I'm guessing there's a little bit of luck involved and, um, you know, a lot of hard work, obviously. But beyond everything, I, I really think... And talent at the end of the day. Yeah, but I think it's belief in yeah. yourself, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've been knocked hard a lot of times. Uh, but I think I'm very grateful um, that I've always had my family support me. Mm. And thankfully, then I met a man who is equally supportive. Um, so I think those things really matter. A lot of times, these girls and boys are coming from, you know, other cities uh, or from small towns. And then they're even survival is, is an issue and then they have to make choices that they're not absolutely happy with. So they're not able to wait it out. I have mm, the luxury of choice. Right. You know, my household didn't depend on me. Yeah. Um, like the running of my household didn't depend on me. Yeah. I was actually living with my parents and um, I, I lived with them until I got married. And so, you know, these things make a huge of course, difference. Of course, yeah. Because then even when I was going through rejection after rejection, it hit me hard mm-hmm. at a personal level. You know, a lot of times I questioned whether I wanted to become an actor still. But I still, I could still go on, Gauri. Yeah. Because, so, you know, I had that support. You know, that was my next sort of uh, question was that, you know, as one comes more and more into the limelight, it gets harder to deal with failure. That's sort of my feeling. And I come from, you know, I, I, I'm saying this from a place of having opened a restaurant, which didn't do well and, you know, closing it 15 months later. And that was the first time, you know, after like having years and years of, you know, a lot of success in the F&B space for the first time, realizing that, you know, no one's invincible, no one's kind of, uh, you know, just because you've done it once doesn't mean you'll do it every time. And it was the one of the greatest lessons of my life. And I'm actually really grateful it happened because, um, you know, it also helped me to deal with failure and realize that life goes on and it's, it's, um, it's absolutely fine. And, you know, I think I felt that particularly because, uh, you know, being in, in a restaurant space, which is so sort of, you know, consumer facing, you are sort of thrown into the limelight, you are, uh, you know, the face of the brand, and you take the good stuff and the bad stuff. But how, how, you know, would you agree that it gets harder? I mean, you 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 said that it's, uh, you, you've had an amazing support system to deal with the ups and downs. But, you know, being you in know, the failure, position that you're in today, like, how do you deal with it? You know, failure is failure. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it breaks your heart. But importantly, it mustn't break your spirit. And that's easier said than done. There have been times when it's broken my spirit also. Um, You know, you do go through periods of self-doubt. I've had phases when everything has worked out and then phases when nothing's worked out. Mm. You know, both before I joined films and even after I joined films. So um, it's, it's very confusing because when you're going through a good phase, you feel like it'll last forever. And then when something doesn't work out, you begin to question your choices, your, you know, your abilities, your talent, your everything, right? Mm. But um, I think it's the failures that shape you as much as the successes do. But how do you snap out of it and and continue to 
sort of, you know, move forward? I think I love what I do, Gauri. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is really I'm really passionate about it, and I'm so grateful every single day that I get to be on set and do what I do. Um, so I feel that I don't want anything to come in the way mm. of that. I'm quite shameless when it comes to it. So it does, <laughs> I remember I walked onto the sets of Tumhari Sulu two weeks after Begum John had I hate the word flop, but flopped to the box office, and. Uh, you know, my director was very worried, Suresh Trivedi was very worried that that would impact how I would be on this film. And, and I needed to be a really, Sulu was a really happy Lovely, person. yeah. You know, yeah. And you know, that smile and that laughter couldn't be fake. So he was, he told me later, he said, you know, I was so worried about how you'd be, uh, you know, what frame of mind you were in, whether you'd be able to perform. But I walked on, on set and it's a new day. Mm. You know, I keep reminding myself, I don't know the exact quote, but it is a beautiful line by APG Kalam, which says that as long as the sun rises, there is hope. And, you know, I think that's what I hold on to. That's what's always given me strength. That Yeah, you know, today's been a not so great day. Today's been a bad day, but there's, there is tomorrow. And there is hope of another opportunity of, uh, yeah, just living another day. Yeah. I agree. So I think that... Because I pray, I pray, I've always prayed a lot. And um, I think that gives me a great deal of strength. I'm also someone um, who has conversations with all those I love. Mm-hmm. Siddharth, my parents, my sister and brother-in-law. You know, these are the people I, I speak to all the time about how I'm feeling. Actually, I've also been doing healing for the past 11 years. I've wow. been with a healer for the past 11 years and that's really helped me because, you know, um, this, I think a lot of times as an actor, you also end up feeling um, very, I don't know if alone is the right word, but out there in the world, you know, because you don't know who to trust. You don't know if someone is saying, if someone is praising you genuinely, mm. you don't know whether you are doing something based on instinct or is it guided by what the world expects of Mm. you and I think just to shut out all that noise my mother introduced me to a healer and I've been with her for 11 years now and it's been life-changing you know what it's actually helped me to do is people ask me is it Reiki is it no it's not any of that she just gives me I talk to her it's almost like therapy Mm -hmm. Uh, I talk to her on the phone from wherever I am in the world and she gives me tools to just change the way I'm looking at a challenge particular yeah. situation. Mm. Yeah, to actually break it down and see what is it that's bothering me about that situation. Mm. What is it that's overwhelming me? To just confront my worst fears and my insecurities and, you know, just to be honest with myself. And that has, that has really helped me. Um, that has just helped me become, I think, truer to myself, more more authentic, I think. And that that is very precious, especially in a place where, you know, people have certain preconceived notions about you because of the characters you play. They Mm. think they know you, Mm. you know, and sometimes you can fall into that trap of wanting to live up to Mm. people's image of you. But uh, I'm so grateful that, so all this keeps me sane. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably answers what I'm going to ask you next, which is, uh, you know, a sensitive topic for a lot of women, obviously, uh, body shaming. And, you know, I think no one uh, gets spared. And, you know, I know you've been at the receiving end of it many times. But, you know, how do you deal with toxic comments and remarks? I mean, is this part of the, um, you know, these challenges that you talk about where you sort of kind of pick your battles in a way and realize what is worth focusing on and what's not? I mean, how, how do you deal with this? You know, I used to feel very small in my bigness before. Now I don't. Mm. I feel, I feel big and I feel You're like, I'm going to own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I tried fighting it for a long time. Uh, I think it's also because, you know, uh, my mother has always been very body conscious and that she's instilled in my sister and me to the point where we're extremely self-critical we used to be extremely self-critical uh, but that's something I've worked on because in the initial years in the uh, in my initial years in the industry uh, I almost felt like um, there was a point where that was the only focus that was all people were talking about I felt like nothing else there was nothing else mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. you know and I think it used to bother me it really shattered my confidence at some point but slowly um, and I, I went through diet fads and I went through, or rather fad diets. And I went through like grueling exercise regimens and I would like become really skinny, but I would be unhappy, mm. you know? And also that led to all sorts of health issues. I've had, I've always had hormonal issues and, mm. you know, that would get aggravated again. And I, I didn't know, I was constantly boomeranging. You know, until finally I said that. And then when I lost too much weight, people would say, but you know, you look so charming with that little weight on. And then I'd be like, what the? Hell, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I yeah. realized that I can't do anything yeah. to make another happy. You know, I have to tell you. So yeah. I have this tendency and it's probably my Punjabi jeans. I have this tendency right. to, to put on a little bit and uh, very easily. And obviously being in the business that I'm in and being surrounded by, you know, food all the time, um, I I sort of slip back and forth. And I have exactly the same problem where my family is, you know, and, I, and I, I sometimes I'm like, okay, I know they're just looking out for me and they're just trying to like rein me in a little bit. Um, but I, it bothers me, you know, it really bothers me when like people are like, oh, do you really think you should have that like third chapati or whatever? And I'm like, I love food and I can't help myself. Um, but I and, think, you know, I've realized that, you know, been to some of the best nutritionists in the country. And I've realized that it, you can have one chapati and put on oodles of weight. Yeah. You can have 10 chapatis and put on no weight. And the difference is the emotion you eat that chapati with. So if you eat it with guilt, and I think you and people like you and me, we, we've done that all our lives, right? Mm. There's been fear, there's been, there's been, and then after eating it, there's been anxiety, then there's emotional eating, there's all kinds of things. Sometimes in my case, I would starve myself a lot. Yeah. You know, and therefore I was ballooning. I have people tell me, Gauri, all the time that, oh, you must not be exercising now. And I, you know, I have to tell you that I love exercising. And that's something that I yeah. do on a regular basis, but I don't post pictures on mm. Instagram of my workouts. That's something that's very personal. I don't post pictures of me praying, Mm. (laughs) you know, uh, so I don't feel the need to make a point of what I'm doing. Mm. But I will say this, that, you know, when I started realizing that this is me, you know, and this is my body type, Mm. let me not fight it because my, 
I spent most of my growing up years hating my body, wanting another body. And you know, that only makes you sick and unhappy. But I realized that the body is what is keeping me alive. Yeah. And when I started feeling that, when I made that connection, when I started giving gratitude for my body, my health started improving. I will say this very proudly to you that I'm probably in the best health that I've been. Amazing. Yeah, ever over the past three years, since I turned 40, something shifted, you know? Now I'm not trying to be any other body. Yeah. My weight pretty much remains constant, but there are days when people tell me, oh my God, you're looking so thin. And then there are days when people tell me, uh, are you a little like bloated or have you yeah. weight? <laughs> so, you know, I realized that it doesn't matter. Yeah. I love myself the way I am. I still feel sexy and I have to thank the dirty picture for that. Because when I was, at, you know, I was really big on screen, right? Yeah. And people said, oh my God, you were so sexy in it. And I said, well. <laughs> I rest my case. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, really, yeah. really. <laughs> no, but I just have to say as a restauranter, I'm just going to put this out there and say that, you know, never ever sort of comment on how much someone's eating while they're eating. It's literally like the worst thing you can do. And, you know, whether this is at home or in a restaurant or anywhere. So, um, you know, that's my two cents on, yeah. on eating. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, no, I, th- I think you said something so wonderful, you know. I think it's so important to just let people yeah. eat in peace and not judge yeah. them. Are you eating so much? Are you eating so much? Are you eating so much? Are you getting your As long as I'm not taking food off your plate and stuffing it down my throat, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So listen, um, changing tack, you know, a little bit about the industry and where it's headed. Um, you know, last year, your film Shakuntala Devi was slated for a theatrical release but due to the pandemic it released on an OTT platform and uh, likewise with uh, Sherni you know you changed course and it's now um, had a digital release so how do you think the landscape of our cinema is changing and you know evolving in this new normal and you know with so many external factors impacting us like you know where's what's happening with the traditional ways of the film business you know where do you see the setting? Firstly I think that the entertainment business was really blessed to have the option of releasing on OTTs. Mm. The birth of the OTT was a blessing for the entertainment industry, especially during the pandemic. And not just for the industry, also for the audiences. Because now, imagine what people would have done sitting at home for you mm. know months on end and having just your television shows to watch, you know, which also didn't have, which could have only done reruns, right? They yeah. couldn't have put out fresh content, but we had Shakuntala was ready Mm. and the pandemic struck. And thankfully we had an avenue to release our film. And uh, Shakuntala is one of the most watched films Mm. on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Cherny also released, yeah, you know, it was, I'm very grateful for the OTC space. Are you seeing a shift in the way people watch as a result of this sort of long period over which, you know, the OTT kind of filled a big gap for us? So, you know, are you seeing a shift now, which is going to have a sort of more long-term impact in terms of people now going back to the cinema? I mean, how are you thinking about films going forward? You know, actually, it's too premature to, um, Mm. you know, for any sort of uh, conjecture, I think for any sort of prediction. Uh, But I think 
that the next few months will reveal to us once theaters fully open up and people mm-hmm. go to the theaters we'll know what kind of films are working there are lots of lots of people believe that it's only the the appointment films you know like your superhero films uh-huh. or the diwali release and the eid like release now the release. Like, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the or the pushpas of the world that will stand the chance in the theater but i really believe that time will tell mm. you know it's been great to have this these ott platforms for us to release content but i think what it's done is that it's exposed people to all kinds of content now people are used to watching films in all you know in different languages mm. um indian languages and other international languages so i think there is also you're used to different types of storytelling different genres absolutely yeah. different kinds of acting you know and therefore now when people are getting that kind of variety sitting at home i think they they will become more demanding when they go into the theaters yeah but no. that does not mean that it's the end of a certain kind of cinema i just think this is an added opportunity for us of course i think there will be films that are made for the theater there will be films that are made for ott and mm-hmm. that's only a plus for us you know uh, it's really funny people always said that every conversation you'll ever have um will either be about uh, sex religion or politics and i've actually seen that every conversation i ever have always ends up talking about what you're watching now on uh, <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> what's the best thing to be watching right so right right um, right you're you're right i mean you know it's become uh, it's it's pervaded our lives like uh, you know like like the medium never had so uh, right. i totally get that uh, you in fact have a new rom-com produced by applause dropping soon um, with the hollywood yes. hotties and the ramamurthy <laughs> yes. um, and then jalsa with you know powerhouse uh, shafali Shah. so it looks like 2022 is going to be a super super year and a super busy year for Let's you. Let's hope so. <laughs> Can you give yeah, us you any know, more uh, details? Can you spill any more beans? <laughs> we we're, we're actually going to be releasing Jalsa on Amazon Prime soon. I don't know about the film with Sendil because you know by I think um, it will probably release maybe post june by then the situation may be different and who knows we may be able to release in the theaters whatever is best for the film exactly uh, but but uh, that that um, they're both very different films jalsa is a drama with elements of thriller and i've had the chance to work with an actor i admire deeply shefali shah to have worked with suresh trivedi again after kumari sulu but the other one i i keep saying the film with since you mentioned sendil it has sendil prapi gandhi and aliana we don't have a title yet which is why i'm not able to <laughs> make the film but yeah i'll have two releases and i start shoot for a film with the director of shakuntala very soon so Amazing. i'm currently prepping for that as a matter of fact yeah so um, it promises wow. to be an exciting year amazing well listen all the best for that and i can't Thank wait you. so You know, before I let you go, uh, I have to ask you. Uh, you know, you've seen both the highs and lows in Bollywood, and when you see the young crop of actors today struggling, trying to wait for that one break, what do you want to say to them? You know, uh, I think just work is important. I don't think anything, any kind of work is small or big. That's been my experience. You never know what you do gets seen by whom. I didn't add for a bike once. and uh, suddenly i got a call from calcutta asking me if i'd be interested in doing a feature film and i was cast as a lead in a bengali feature film wow. which was my debut 
a feature film. So, you know, um, a lot of times we think, but what is this going to give me? It, it's not about what is this going to give me? I think you just need to do everything you do believing that this is your big break. Mm. <laughs> you know, sometimes it might lead you there. Sometimes it won't, but just give it your all. And uh, that's been my experience here. There is nothing, no work is big or small and it will happen. It will happen. You have to hang in there. Sometimes it takes longer than you think it will, but, uh, but it has to happen yeah. if that's what you really want. Well, on that amazing uh word of inspiration I'm going to take a quick break uh, before we enter the last segment which is all fun and actually this entire show has been amazing you know uh, great fun but uh, this is this is the rapid fire so we'll be back after a quick break (laughs) (laughs) so welcome back uh, Vidya and uh, before I let you go I'm going to ask you a few fun questions. Uh, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, okay. So who's your inspiration or role model? As an actor or as a person? Anything. <laughs> I think anyone who's uh, doing their all to live their dreams, you know? Yeah. So not any one individual. I get inspired by so many people all the time. You know, of course, closer to home, it's Siddharth. I really, there are lots of things I admire about him. My sister, but I just think lots of, lots of people. I agree. I admire you. <laughs> Thank you, know, you. But yeah, you, you started and you run one of my favorite restaurants <laughs> in the city. <laughs> and you go quietly with such quiet grace. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of restaurants, what's your comfort food or something that you can eat every day? Eat pasta every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, now I've had to switch to gluten-free pasta and it's not oh, so much fun. Um, yeah. Um, who's your favorite actor or actress of all times? I know that's a tough one, but... Yeah, you know, I've enjoyed performances of various actors, but I don't think there's any one actor. But I, I have to say, uh, Sean Penn is someone who's affected me every time I've watched him. Um, Robin Williams, always. Um, in India, I'd say... Shri Devi is like has affected me every single time. Whether she's making you laugh or cry, she's just. As a matter of fact, it's uh, yeah, it's it's three years. I think mm. yeah, three four years since she passed away. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, your all-time favorite movie, and how many times have you binge watched it? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think before sunrise, before sunset. Oh, uh, yeah! I love those films. They're just absolutely. I could watch them anytime, anywhere. I know. Ethan I don't Hawk. know how many times I've watched them though. Yeah, and Julie Delpy. She's I so, know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Your most cherished achievement. Just the fact that I'm doing what I love doing for yeah. a living. I think you're very lucky to be doing that. So I, I completely understand. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your definition of success? Wow. I, I find these questions damn tough. What's my definition of success? Mm, I think success is what gives you happiness. So at the end of a day, sometimes I feel like I've had a successful day at work. Mm. You know, when you feel 
fulfilled, content, or you just feel like you've had a good day, you know, for me, even those are successes. When during the pandemic, I, I learned to ch- change the light bulb. I think I felt like, you know, so for me, it's so many things. It's not just, uh, yeah, yeah. success is having a good day. Things. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a good day is definitely, I think, top of the list. Well, listen, you've made my day today and week and month. So thank you so much for being on the show. And, um, you know, I, I wish you all the bestest, bestest, bestest for this year and everything that uh, it brings for you. And um, thank you again. And uh, thank hope, you. Hope thank to you see you very you. soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> in person. <laughs> Thank you for your thank you. And I've enjoyed chatting with you. This is the most we chatted, I think, because in the restaurant I'm busy eating. (laughs) But yes, hope to see you soon at the table. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything you do. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be in touch. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. See you. See you. Wow. What a powerball of inspiration. She's a celebrity who truly needs to be celebrated for her candor and self-belief. I think the most important thing that I took away from our conversation was the importance of not just pursuing, but persisting in pursuing your dreams through all the self-doubt and external obstacles. I hope you enjoyed tuning in today. Do catch the earlier episodes when you get a chance. And more importantly, I would love to hear from you with your thoughts on the show. You can find me on Instagram at Gauri Devideyal or on Twitter at Gauri Details or LinkedIn. Either way, sit back and relax because this round is on me.